In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday in the NBA. There are 13 games on for some reason, but we're going to talk about those 13 games and look at some other things that we can do streaming-wise. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at Red Rock underscore B-Ball, yeah. On Instagram, at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's... Um, Let's talk about the 13 games. We're going to talk about them. So it's hard to do daily streaming. So I'm not going to have at the end of the show, before you get upset, I'm not going to have a daily streaming section for 13 games. It's really tough to do, but we will have something that regards streaming. Um, we're just going to talk about these games, what we're watching for, but there's not going to be a dedicated streaming section on a 13 game day. Hey, unless I'm not going to do it in this show, but if you guys want it on one of these days and you think you have the ability to stream when every team in the league's playing, maybe I will do it. I'm not going to do it today though. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> First game, Sixers, Cavs. The Cavs are four-point favorites. Um, as I'm recording this, the premiere of the Buy Low, Sell High show is running. And I just talked about Shake Milton on that show as a Buy Low, Sell High, saying, hey, I think he's a Sell High. And then there are people in this, how you know what you can work a, a Sell High. And maybe, maybe they're right and I'm wrong. They're saying, no, no, don't, I don't think Shake's a Sell High. Um, I think he's better than Tyrese Maxey. Equal shooter, better finisher, better passer. Uh, I think he's going to stay. Like, and to me, that's insane. But people, if people believe that and people have differing opinions on these guys, that's how you can pull it off. That's how you're able to do it, by people having that idea. So let's watch Shake Milton, who undoubtedly has been great. But as I detailed on the show, the Buy Low, Sell High show, not only is he doing it with big minutes, but he's shooting ridiculous percentages. The assist rate is sky high. Um, the potential assist rate is is low when that should be a bump up as well, meaning more players are going to miss shots. And it's a ton that's not going to happen. So let's see what he does in this one. Also, want to watch the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton, whose last two games have dropped way off. I still believe that Melton and Milton need to be 12-team league guys, and Melton has more of an ability, I believe, to be a longer-term guy. But with the way Milton is playing, I think that does impact Melton's long-term value. For now, they're both fine, and we both roll with it. But let's see how the distribution works between those two. On the Cavs, or actually in terms of guys that are out, we know that Tangles is out, Tyrese Maxey. We know Jimmy Harden is out. Jared Allen still out with that back problem. That's going to be three in a row for him. That's a little bit worrying. We don't really know what's going on there, but he's out again. Um, Kevin Love's out with that thumb issue. Can't believe he played that one game. I'd expect multiple weeks here for him to be out. And Lamar Stevens is questionable with that illness. On the Cavs side of things, um, Dracaris Levert played off the bench. We'll play off the bench again, I guess. Dracaris. 29 minutes last game. I do not believe that he is a 12-team league ad. I would not bother with him. Also want to watch um, Donovan Mitchell. He's done. He's good. He had a stinker last game with the shooting. What we do want to watch, though, is usage, but more importantly, assist rate, which has really tumbled. 
uh, with Garland back into the mix. So seeing how all of that works will be something that gives us more of an idea of how to value uh, Mitchell as we move longer term. The Hawks and the old Orlando Magic. Um, the Hawks are six-point favorites, but in good news for Atlanta, Bogdan Bogdanovich, yes, he's officially doubtful for this game. We don't think he's going to play, but that means his return is coming. Now, I am not 100% convinced that he's going to be this must-roster guy, but there's absolutely no harm in having a crack and seeing where he comes. Uh, giggity. Uh, having him on your roster, it's going to be low minutes. It's going to be missed back-to-backs initially. It's going to be how does he share the ball with Murray and Trey? Is he a top, what, best-case scenario, top 90 anyway? Uh, that's that's my worry with Bogdanovich, but the return is coming. Um, Jalen Johnson's also doubtful, whereas on the Orlando side, we have injuries, of course. He who shall not be named is out. Wendell Carter is out. Jalen Suggs is out. Trimra KK is out. But two guys aren't out. Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz, they're back. Terrence Ross is also off the injury report. Mo Bamba is questionable. On the Hawks side of things, John Collins, he's shooting really poorly. The last couple of games have been pretty good, improved. Um, really good defensive stats last game from John. And the minutes have been up as well. 34, 32, 34, 37, 32. That's great because he was playing like 31, 32. If you push to 33, 34, it makes a difference. But we need that shooting to improve. And that's what I want to watch here. I don't think anyone's coming for his minutes, but we want to see that shooting improve. Also, I want to watch DeJounte Murray, who is in a slump. The minutes are fine. 39, 40, 37, they're huge. They're big minutes. The shooting, I do think will improve. But we're seeing his steal rate fall away. We've seen his assist rate drop, and I don't think it's coming back. We've seen his rebound rate drop, and I don't think that's coming back. But let's see if the shooting can push back. We'll see if the steals can push back. He has been a little bit disappointing of late. For the Magic, while well, we want to watch Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, we still don't fully know how it's all going to work because Jalen Suggs is out. But Gary Harris played well last game. Terrence Ross is available. We're going to have four of the five guards back. So what does that mean for the lineup? Now, again, with Wendell out and with Suggs out, we've still got ability for maybe Bowl to play at center and for him to stay in that starting lineup and for Franz and, and Paolo to be the three and the four. And then we'll throw whoever we want in there, whether that is Harris and Fultz or Harris and Anthony. We're still not going to get a full indication of how the minutes are going to run for all these guys until other players return and these guys get the legs under them. But it'll be good to see Anthony and Fultz. Now, I know the question you're asking is, hey, do we add these guys to 12-team leagues? I don't think we do. I don't mind adding Fultz. The assist can be really valuable, and that's probably more valuable than Cole Anthony's inefficient shooting. Because again, if Suggs and Cole and Fultz are all out there together, does anyone push to 32 minutes a night? Probably not. There might be 27, 29. There'll be guys that move up and down. There'll be hot streaks. And overall, if you're looking per minute value, I think Fultz has a higher per minute value than Suggs than Cole. But that could, I'm very far from convinced. And it's, again, one of the most confusing rotations in the NBA. But at least we're going to get an opportunity to see Fultz and Anthony and Harris and Ross all playing at the same time. Don't forget old mate Caleb Houston as well. I'm sure you've forgotten him already. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. Sweatblock, embarrassing odors, embarrassing sweat. We fixed Jennifer's problem. She came to me and said, thanks, Josh. Sweatblock's been great. But now Pamela's hitting up my phone. Stop blowing up my phone, Pamela. I know it's because you're embarrassed about hiding in the office bathroom every 30 minutes to dry off your armpits so no one will see the wet circles. We did see the wet circles, Pamela, but that's fine because sweating is a natural thing and I've got just the solution for you. It's Sweatblock. I can give you your life back. Not black. I can give you your life back because of Sweatblock. It's going to give you the confidence, Pam, to wear what you want without that embarrassing sweat. Sweatblock wipes, they're featured and they're tested on Rachel Ray. I know you're a big Rachel Ray fan. Every day you come in and we're saying, hey, look what I baked. I saw it on Rachel Ray yesterday. Well, did you see Sweatblock? Because it was there as well. And Rachel Ray tested it on firefighters. I didn't see her actually personally wipe it on them, but I'm sure she did. That's part of the test. It's got to be. 
Anyway, if you or some of your love, like Pamela, is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available at Amazon. Heat Celtics. Second, the first of two games this week for these blokes. Well, they, well, the Heat have two games this week, but they played both of them against Boston. That's what I was trying to say. Words are important. Boston are eight-point favorites here. Jimmy Butler, he's got the D. Doubtful. Um, yeah, so he's doubtful. Oh, actually, no, he's officially ruled out now. And the... Wow. Ever since I created this graphic, the Heat injury report has gone crazy. They've just started, decided to go fully blue here. We'll talk about this in a sec. Rob Williams is out. Um, Jalen Brown is questionable for Boston, but the Heat have added these players to the injury report. Caleb Martin, questionable. Tyler Hero, questionable. Gabe Vincent, questionable. Duncan Robinson, questionable. Dwayne Dedman, questionable. Nikola Jovic, questionable. Jamal Kane, probable. Max Struess, probable. Haywood Highsmith, questionable. Omer Yurtseven, out. Victor Oladipo, out. That is absolutely... I'm sorry, kids. I have to say that is fucking ridiculous. How, how many guys? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 guys in the injury report from a 17-man roster. Imagine they're all out. They can't field a team. I don't know what the hell to make of that. There's too many guys out. Fuck, that's crazy. Anyway, Caleb Martin was on the buy low, sell high show as a sell high because he'd been playing 40 minutes a night. Now the bloke's ill. Will he continue this? Well, honestly, I don't know. There are a million different combinations of guys that can be used now with all these guys out. The only players aren't on the injury report, just so you know, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Drew Smith, and Udonis Haslam. The only players not on the injury report. Far out. Um, also, want to Tyler Hero, whose shooting's been a bit whack. But the rebounds, for some reason, are really strong from him. Can he get some of that shooting back and get some more efficiency going? That would be great. But the Celtics, Jalen Brown dealing with that next stiffness. Let's watch what Derek White can do. Now, White will continue to start. But on a healthy team, I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. But they might not be healthy. So White and Brogdon get that stream ability. And you can move on from them at other points. I'd rather have them at this stage than I would with Grant Williams, who is struggling a little bit. His production, like 22 minutes last game, 18 minutes two games ago. Al Horford, by the way, his back is fixed. It's all good. We're good. Um, I think he, Grant, uh, Al Horford told me that maybe he he's, thinks he's good for at least another week, maybe next Monday. They might get stiffness again, but I don't know. He, is he a soothsayer? Probably. We'll see. Anyway, Grant Williams, I don't think he's a 12 team league guy, so let's see what he does here in this one. Bucks, Knicks. It is a back to back for the New York Knickerbockers. The Bucks are five and a half point favorites. The total is 226. Um, I don't know about Chris Middleton, whether he's returning or not. There's still really no transparency there, which continues to be frustrating. Um, Marjan Beauchamp is out. Jingle and Joe Ingles is out. And then on the Knicks side, quickly is questionable for um, Tuesday's game. Actually, no, it's not true. Quickly is in for Tuesday's games. That's good. Um, so we assume he's going to play Wednesday, but you never know. But that means they're fully healthy, the Knicks, unless something happens in Tuesday's game. For the Bucks, I want to watch Javon Carter, who's continuing to be solid. He's at least a stream, a back-end guy while Chris is out. I don't think that it lasts long-term, but he's playing well. And then also Bob Portis played 32 minutes last game after three games in a row where he played 24, 25, 25. So it was interesting to see those extra minutes while Pat Connaughton barely played. We had a Beauchamp not in the rotation. Wes Matthews under 10 minutes. So we got those extra. They really lent into their core guys. Will that be something they continue to do? For the Knicks, I want to watch Cam Reddish. That's a placeholder name to see what happens with Reddish, with Rose, with Quickly, with Grimes. All those guys competing for minutes. Will any of them step above the others? I highly doubt it. But that's what we want to pay attention to. And also, want to watch Rowan Barrett Jr. The minutes are huge. 
Uh, when you're playing as well as Barrett, are, Barrett is, you've got to play 40 minutes, 37, 40, and 37. That's the key. You're playing that badly, so just play as many minutes as possible to get yourself out of it. Don't worry that you've lost four out of the last five games and maybe reassess that a bloke who can't hit a shot from anywhere on the court probably doesn't need to play 40 minutes. Now, why would you do that? Why would you reassess any of your stubborn ideas? You wouldn't do it. That's, that's coaching 101. Always stick to the one thing all the time and never make any changes based on ability or current data. Never do that. Anyway, Coach of the Year Tom Thibodeau is probably going to play Barrett some big minutes again. Can he do something good? I think, again, as I've said a million times, if you don't need the points in a category league, there's no point having him. And if you're not aware of the negative hits that you get, then you don't need to have him. But I think he will improve a little bit from what he's been doing. Ah, the Knicks. The Wizards and the Nets. Brooklyn are five-point favorites. The total is 223.5. The All-Japan matchup is off. Yuta Watanabe is out. Rui Hachimura is out. Both guys are gone. That's uh, disappointing for Japanese basketball fans, I'm sure. Ben Simmons is also out. Dylan Wright is out. TJ Warren is out. Simmons dealing with that knee soreness. Now, they started Joe Harris over him last game in the second half, and I think that's what will happen again. I don't actually care to add Joe Harris based on that. What I'm watching for on the Wizards side of things is Kyle Kuzma, who has been playing exceptionally well. Assist rate is up, usage up, massive minutes. He's, he's actually turned into a really good player. And I'm pleased to say it. It's great. Also, I watched Denny Avdia, who only played 19 minutes last game, which is pretty bad, I think. Yeah, I don't think that we need any... There's no situation to me where he should play the same minutes as Will Barton or Corey Kispert, or he should play fewer minutes than Jordan Goodwin. But he did. I want to see Avdia's minutes move back up. He's a fringe guy. He's a defensive streamer who has value when one of the starters is out, but they're not out. For the Nets, Seth Curry. Disappointing game last time out. Let's see where he goes. Is he the top 100 player or is he the top 150 player? Can he get some consistency in playing time? And also Kyrie Irving, who hasn't been at his best. But the last three games, 38, 38, 39 minutes. But he steals, a dis- I think he's had one steal in the last three games. And he's um, assisted like three a game. We need that back to five. We need the steals back to 1.2, 1.3. And that'll boost his value. Now, I really hesitate to say Kyrie's a buy low because it's Kyrie, right? But based on statistical production, then yeah, he can be much better than what he currently is. Spurs and Thunder. The Thunder are five and a half point favorites. The total is 237 and a half. Jakob Pertl and Jeremy Sohan. Well, they're both basically out. Sohan now. They're both listed as doubtful with quad soreness. Sohan with a quad contusion. Pertl with a quad soreness. Um, other injuries, Joshy Richardson and Kata Bates-Diop. They haven't been updated, so I'm listing them as questionable at this point. The Thunder, they're clean. No injuries apart from Mascala. So what we want to watch is Zach Collins. He will start. He will push to 30 minutes. Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, or Gorgie Jean will get the backup role. But Zach Collins, even though there is 13 games on, I think he's worth an ad because I think he'd be a starter on a Wednesday like this. And we don't know how long this soreness for Pirtle will last. Again, they don't need Pirtle to sit to lose games. They're losing them anyway. They're losing tons of them. In fact, they have now lost one, shit, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Um, and five, six of those have been by double digits. They do not need Pirtle to sit to lose games. So this is not... Yes, they will be extra cautious and won't push him through things. They do not need Pirtle to sit to lose games. But maybe they're sitting him because they thought there was a chance they could beat the Thunder. I don't know. Also want to watch the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? He's been shit house. Like, he's been really bad. The shooting is so far off. I don't think he's a great player, but I do think he's better than this. So let's see if he can turn something around. For the Thunder, Josh Giddy has been pretty poor. 
and significantly worse than he was as a rookie, which is really disappointing. We thought he'd be able to take a step forward and play more than 30 minutes, go 33 minutes a night, take a step forward incrementally in percentages, but it's going backwards. 28 and 28 the last two games. In fact, he's played under 30 minutes in three of the last four. Can he get something cracking against this bad team? And then last game, Jeremiah Robinson Earl played 34 minutes. I don't have any trust in his minutes at all, like none whatsoever because of the way that the Thunder run their rotations. But will he get another opportunity to start? I, I guess I guess he could. Um, will that mean that he is a guy that we want to roster? Probably not. But he can rack up some steals. He can be solid enough. And it's interesting to see what, he's, what he can do. The Grizzlies and the Wolves. Memphis are four-point favorites. The total is 231.5. Desmond Bain is out, but he has shed his walking boot. We know that. Um, what else? I'm just completely lost. Yeah, Desmond Bain is out. Carl Anthony Towns is out, of course. Looking at four to six weeks, I'd probably say six is better, a better estimation. We, we want, really want to see what happens here in this one. Um, who's this? Uh, uh, Zaya Williams is out. Torian Prince is out. Jordan McLaughlin has also been ruled out. And Jaden McDaniels is still questionable. I think what is possible is that Jaden McDaniels, who didn't play last game, just slides in and replaces Towns. That Anderson doesn't start. That they keep Austin Rivers in there and McDaniels starts. The other thing is they could start Anderson and McDaniels together and keep Rivers on the bench. But don't be surprised when Rivers starts and McDaniels just replaces Towns straight up. And if McDaniels is out, then Anderson will probably get that nod. But we'll see what they do. For the Grizzlies, I do want to watch Dylan Brooks because I hate myself and my life, but I also want to watch to see because, to be fair to him, he's been much better the last couple of games. The shots are going in. His assist rate is up, and that's important because this bloke doesn't share the ball usually, but he does at the moment. And he's at least pushing to a 12-team streamable guy. In points leagues, no problem. Jaron Jackson's been dominating. 30 minutes last game, so minutes restrictions over, I guess. Great. Love it. Love what he's doing. Super impressive, and I just want to see him keep going and keeping that block rate up. For the Wolves, it's all about what happens without Towns. Is it Anderson that starts? Is it Rivers that starts? Is it Noel who plays 26 minutes and gets a big usage bump? I think, again, McDaniels, Anderson, there you two 12-team league ads, followed by Noel after that. But we're going to get some data here to see what happens. I don't think Reed is going to play more minutes and play next to Gobert. He'll just get all the minutes behind Gobert, which makes him at least a deeper league guy. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. That's what you want. All amateur leagues. Basketball, football, the World Cup, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And you can go check out College Football Championship Week. How about my USC Trojans? We've got the Utah Utes. And we are three-point favorites in the Pac-12 Championship game. So... Do you think we can win by three? We lost last time to Utah, but this one, uh, I think, where is it? It's in Vegas, isn't it? This championship game. Anyway, let's smash them, and you can check that out over at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Raptors-Pelicans is the next game that we take a look at here. Um, the Pelicans are one-point favorites somehow. Ingram is out. Otto Porter is out. The big sneeze. Precious Achua is out. While Christian James McCullum is questionable after missing the last three through COVID. Larry Nance is questionable with a shoulder injury. 
and Najee Marshall is questionable with an illness. A lot of different situations we need to watch there. For the Raptors, last game, Scotland Barnes came off the bench. He put up good numbers. I don't expect him to stay on the bench. I think he'll replace Juancho Hernan Gomez in that starting lineup. Whether Gary Trent remains on the bench, I don't know. I think they might keep Thad Young in there and keep Trent on the bench. Which, if Trent plays 26 minutes off the bench, he's not going to be a 12-team league player. And we want to get some info on that. So we want to watch what Dad Young's role is. Young's role was all right, 26 minutes. I'm not sure that's enough to keep him as a must-roster guy. I think for now, we just hold Thad Young and see how the whole Barnes, one-show, Thad, and Trent situation plays itself out. Of course, Porter and Achua still have to come back at some point. Achua a fair way away. And even if Young does continue to start, just getting those two guys back into the mix probably does hurt his overall upside and value. But for now, we just hold on to Thad and see what happens. For the Pelicans, Dyson Daniels was really impressive last game. Now, with Ingram out, there is an opportunity for him to get minutes. Daniels has hit 20 minutes in each of the last four games. And his minutes log over the last seven games, 17, 19, 18, then 20, 22, 25, 28. Now, whether he you know, gets enough minutes or not, I don't know. One game, the three of those games without McCollum, then without Marshall, some without Trey. And does he fit into the rotation every night? He should, but I don't know whether he will. And you know that's that's really going to be the key for us here to watch whether he is able to get that playing time and you know, have some value for people in deeper leagues. I don't know whether he will, but we want to watch it because I think he's a good player. I also want to watch Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. He is really struggling. I am not dropping him at this point. But I'm also looking at him saying, I don't think he's a top 100 player probably rest of season. And that, that might mean that he's a drop. I'm not convinced of that, but I think, I think we're getting to that stage where he is not absolutely locked in as a must-hold player. Bulls and Suns. Suns are five and a half point favorites. Cameron Johnson is out. Lonzo Ball is out. I believe Chris Paul has just been ruled out as well. Yes, with that heel sauna, so we keep going with campaign. For the Bulls, Kobe White has been outplaying Ayo Desumu. Desumu's minutes are down. I don't think he's a 12-10 league guy. In fact, Desumu is now probable with knee soreness as he's Dragic with a cervical stinger and his Caruso with an ankle sprain and Derek Jones with a thumb sprain. All those guys have been added to the injury report. I want to see if White can maintain that 20-plus minute a night role. He's not a 12 or 14-team league guy, but it's important to see what his role is. And then also, I want to watch the skater boy, Zach Levine. I don't think we're getting top 30 Levine back. What we want to make sure is he can stay top 50. The usage is okay. It's just the efficiency that's been really up and down. Well, for the Suns, Tory Craig is a back-end 12-team league player. He continues to do that. And then also watch DeAndre Ayton, whose production has been up. Now, I guess a lot of common sense would have suggested that him playing alongside Chris Paul, man, better looks, easier looks, someone feeding him the ball. It just hasn't been the case. He struggled when he plays with Chris Paul. And when Chris Paul is out, he plays better. So let's see if that trend continues and hopefully the, the bloke can start blocking some shots at some point. Clippers Jazz. Next game, um, back-to-back for the Clippers. The Jazz are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Paulie George is out. Kawhi's out. Kennard is out. Gay is out. But Mike Conley is questionable. Conley, the absence of Conley has really hurt this team. If he comes back, what does it do to Colin Sexton? For, uh, that's what we need to watch. For the Clippers, Marcus Morris hasn't really done much with Kawhi out this second time. I think he's still worth holding. I don't think he will be long-term. But let's see, can he get some stuff going with, which theoretically with George and Leonard out? He should be, but he hasn't been. Also, I watch Terrence Mann, who will be starting and getting some pretty good minutes. He's at least streamable, but there's still the issue of Mann and Coffee and Wall and Jackson and Powell and Batum and Covington, all these blokes who steal minutes off each other. Wall will be back in this game. He's sitting on Tuesday. 
for the Jazz, I think Jared Vanderbilt's probably droppable. But let's see what happens in this game. Do they play as a UK over Kessler again? I doubt it. But let's see. Is Vanderbilt just going to stick at 24, 25 and 9? That's probably not enough to roster him. And then I also want to watch the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. Struggled last game. Clarko did. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. But as different to in the past, like if he has a bad shooting night, now he's doing other stuff. He had nine assists, I think, last game. He's been really, really strong. And I don't really see much changing for him, to be honest. Rockets, Nuggets. They just played each other yesterday. They're playing again here. Denver's 11.5 point favorites. A total 231.5. Maga Porter Jr. has been ruled out already. Jeff Green is out. The wild thing, Jason Tate is out. While Bones Highland is questionable with this illness, it's cost him um, the last three games and part of a fourth. So on the Rocket side of things, they did start the Delicate Dancer, Alperen Shengun, which was hyper, hyper encouraging. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Of course, he played just five minutes in the second half of that game. Um, some foul trouble there, but they also just pulled all their starters and you know, giving extra minutes to Bruno Fernando. Of course, that's what you want to do. So let's see. Do I trust Steven Silas is going to play 30 minutes a night of Shangun? Of course I don't. Not at all. So we want to see that. But he tore up, tore up, tore up. He was really good against Jokic. Just say it that way. And Jokic was uh, saying some pretty positive things about him after the game. And now he gets another opportunity. Let's see what he can do. Also, Jabari Smith got into extreme foul trouble the last game against Denver. Played under 20 minutes. He'd been really uh, playing pretty well and has been the best fantasy rookie over the last few weeks. So let's see what he does there. For the Nuggets, with Porter out, the Shark Bruce Brown will start once again. Baby shark, doo -doo 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 -doo. But let's see what happens with um, Highland back. Bones has been like just sky-high usage stuff, and I don't know whether that sticks. I also want to watch the headmaster, Jamal Murray, who looks almost back to his best. And that's what we want to see. Because we know he struggled early in the year. Bit of a buy-low guy early there. And that is clearly closed. And I think he, he might have a top 50 run from here on out. The Pacers and the Kings. Is that the last game of the night? No, there's one more after this. The Kings are four and a half point favorites. The total is 238 and a half. Duarte is out and Lyles is questionable. I want to watch Andrew Nembhard. He did come off the bench last game behind Neesmith. But he closed the game. Hit the game-winning shot against the Lakers. I think he will start and become a 14-team league option here. And then I also want to watch Isaiah Jackson, who, again, is just a luxury stash. If you don't want to hold him, don't hold him. Be really clear to add him as soon as Miles Turner is traded, or if Miles Turner is traded. But he played four minutes last game. I don't think that's going to be the norm, but we want to watch to see what his role is. For the Kings, Keegan Murray was on the buy-low show because he sucks. He's playing 22 minutes a night. He's shooting 18% from three. There is significant scope for the percentages to go up, but the worry really is the minutes. So let's see what his role looks like. And also Malik Monk, who is great last game. I don't expect that to be the case, but I think he does have a place on certain 12-team rosters. Not for everybody. He's not absolutely stapled in there, but I like what he does. And we'll talk more about Malik a little bit later. The last game of the night is the Blazers and the Lakers. Portland on a back-to-back. -back. The Lakers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. That's big. 238-and-a-half is the total. Let's watch Jeremy Grant, who despite Lillard being out over the last couple of weeks, has dropped off a little bit. His value really does get tied into usage in minutes and percentages. And if they're down, then he's unrosterable. And if they're up, then he looks like a world better. There's no real in-between for him. And then Justice Winslow, understanding you're going to hurt both percentages. But the role is there. The minutes are there. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, he can get them. Lillard is out. Peyton is out. Keon Johnson is questionable. For the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder. I do not believe Dennis Schroeder is a 12-team league guy. Will he start with Patrick Beverly returning? Maybe, but I also don't care because he needs one of the big three usage guys, Westbrook, Davis, LeBron, to be out for him to really have 12-team appeal. And they're not out, so he's not going to have it, I don't think. 
I also want to watch Austin Reeves, who might actually be a better player than Dennis Schroeder, at least a better fantasy option. He's a really solid 14-team league guy, Reeves, who gets 30 minutes a night, contributes really well. He's not, he's not an ad in most spots, but let's see what his role looks like. Now, a couple of things I'm going to add onto this show. We're not going to do the daily streaming because there is 13 games on, but looking at the rest of the week, who is an interesting ad that plays the low-volume days? Remember, the low-volume days from Wednesday through to the end of the week are Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and then something else I'm going to chuck in as well. So in terms of the low-volume guys, there's no one that plays three low-volume games the rest of the week after Wednesday. Well, sorry, after Tuesday. But we've got guys like the Blazers players, Justice Winslow, Drew Eubanks with two uh, low-volume games. We've got a couple of Kings players there, Malik Monk, Plays the two quality games. Killian Hayes has got the two as well. Dorian Finney-Smith, Alec Burks, Isaiah Hardenstein, and Cam Reddish. So if you add one of those guys after Tuesday, we talked about Tuesday stuff yesterday, but you can get two quality games out of those players, which might be enough for you to look at. And I, th I think that, again, you're using your waiver wire moves judiciously to get extra games on the low-volume days is important. So you know, I think Monk is probably the priority there followed by Hayes, um, and then Finney Smith, Burks, Winslow, um, Reddish. Like, all of those guys can have some real value getting the two games for the price of one ad. The other thing I'm going to do is look at what happens over the next five days. I can look breaking up things into a five-day chunk. And this is including all high-volume days. So it's including Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But these are the guys that if you add them, I actually think over that time frame they can be top 100 players. So while we look at streaming... And say, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about the value of adding on these low volume days. I think if you add these players, even on a high volume day like Wednesday or Friday, I think you can actually play them because I think their value through injuries and other guys out is good enough. Bruce Brown has three games over the next five days. I think if you add him, even though one of the games is on a high volume day, you'll start him. Alexei Pokyshevsky. These guys are all available in over thirty percent of leagues, by the way. Actually, no, over forty percent of leagues. Alexei Pokyshevsky only has two games, but I think that's a top 100 guy that should be rostered, even though there's some high volume in there. You'd start him. Kevon Looney's got two games, and I think there's some value in him over this time. Trey Murphy has three games. Lil John Concha has three games. Okay! Thad Young has three games. So three games over the next five days for these players because of absences of other players that even though, again, they play on the high volume days, that if you do have them, you'd probably start them over these next five days on those games, on those high days, on the Wednesday, on the Friday. You would probably start these players and they're available in a lot of spots. So while we talk about streaming, it doesn't always work with these guys. These guys are available in 40% plus of, of leagues. And over the next five days, you can get some pretty solid value out of them, I think. Let me know what you think about that segment as well. And I'm going to just try and adjust a few things there. But I think it is useful to break things down into five five-day periods and see what who's who's boosting and who's who's dropping over that time frame. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are here. Uh, yeah, try again. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>